Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question. What's the fucking point? So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that we meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests as we dig into topics around psychology, human behavior, consciousness, deep ecology, social and racial justice, spirituality, and more, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. New episodes of this podcast are released, honestly, whenever the heck I feel like releasing one, so make sure to stay subscribed. And if you'd like a little energy and motivation boost in your mornings, make sure to check out my other podcast, Recharge. Each episode is less than 10 minutes long, and a new one drops every weekday morning. And now, today's episode. Wow, it has been a minute since we've had a new What's the Fucking Point episode. And... I couldn't have chosen a better re-entry interview to do. My friends Ashley and Elizabeth from Triluna Wellness here in Nashville are just freaking incredible humans, as you will find out shortly if you don't already know them. I it was honored to talk to them. They are becoming they well, they're leaders of the Triluna community, which I am a part of, but Um, I told them my whole game plan for this is just to force them to become my friend. So, um, so we are building our friendship and, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on that you'll hear about in the episode. That's very intense, uh, very real, important. And I am honored to have, uh, had the opportunity to open up that space for those conversations to take place. So, Honestly, it's making me a little more jazzed about doing more episodes of this. As you know, if you've been listening for a little while, I have uh, took a big hiatus and then was kind of like, I'll do a new episode every now and then, maybe every month or two, which I might still do. But but yeah, this episode definitely has me fired up. And even though I'm loving doing my short form recharge podcast, I may be bringing more episodes your way after this one. So here is a little bit more about our incredible guest today. Elizabeth Moore is a certified health coach, home chef, and 200-hour certified yoga teacher in addition to being a marketing and branding expert. She started her first company, More Nutritious, in 2014 with her sister while working as VP of Marketing at an e-commerce-based company in Nashville. Together, they worked as health coaches and lifestyle bloggers, sharing their journey to a deeper understanding of holistic health through in-person coaching and social media. In 2017, while working at a creative agency, Elizabeth completed her yoga teacher training where she met her business partner, Ashley Book James. She has a deep passion for accessible wellness, preserving and protecting our planet, representation, and personal growth. And Ashley Brick James is a 300-hour certified yoga teacher and holds certifications in bar and glide fit cardio wave aquatics. That sounds super fun. After leaving her job as a top performing healthcare IT account manager and recruiter in 2017, Ashley focused on building her brand Yoga AB that promotes yoga as a lifestyle through food, relationships, and nature. In addition to providing yoga services to local studios, metro school systems, and major healthcare and financial companies in Nashville, Tennessee. Her passions are community development, spiritual activism, children's welfare, and the practices of yoga and meditation. So y'all can hear right there, you are in for a treat with these two women, 
And like I said, buckle up because this is also intense and you will feel things as you should. Some of the links, like to Triluna's website and Instagram, will be in the show notes wherever you are listening to this podcast. For more detailed show notes, including a list of badass links to books and documentaries that these women recommend, check out the show notes at ValerieKMartin.com. That will be linked wherever you are listening here. Oh, and one quick note. I am still figuring out my mic setup a little bit. So when I recorded the interview, I was using my fancy little mixer with a different mic that does not sound as good as this one. So lesson learned, I recorded the new intro and outro. So those sound good and I will use this mic in the future. It's not bad enough that it's inaudible by any means, but apologies for the sound quality on my end. All right, let's get into the episode. So Liz, Ashley, first of all, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, so glad to be here. The first time that I saw you guys at the um, Nashville Integrative Health Meetup or whatever, and you were doing a little panel, and I was just like, I need to be their friend. This (laughs) This is amazing. That seems so long ago, but that was like in January, right? Was it? I yeah, mean, like it was. God, that's crazy. Yeah, I. It was this year. I remember that because that was like one of our first panels because we had a we had set out to have a certain number of panels and podcasts, and I just remember it. And it was cold outside, and um, yeah, that was. It seems so long ago, but it was in January. Wow. What a time. Um, so we'll get into a little bit more of what Triluna is and who you guys are and what draws you to this work. But first of all, I just want to know because it is a shit show right now. And yet, you know, I think it's it's also good to look for those bright spots. What are you excited about right now? Even just like today in the last 24 hours. Mm, um. Ashley, do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Oh, uh, you can go first. Okay. I have a very, very weird one. Um, but I watch a lot. Uh, I've been watching more TV than normal lately. And I was watching a show recently where everybody was wearing cardigans and like drinking hot coffee. And I got so excited about the fall that's coming up. <laughs> I mean, it's summer right now when we're recording this. It's literally going to be like 98 degrees outside today. We're quarantined in our homes. We can't go outside really and enjoy it, not sweat to death. Uh, So I just, I got reminded that this is like a temporary state and that pretty soon we're going to move into like cozy sweater, pumpkin spice, books, hot coffee weather. Uh, And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and kind of like clinging to that for dear life right now, to be totally frank. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and I mean, we're approaching Lamas in the next few days, which is like the harvesting. So it is beginning. It yeah, is beginning. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. How about you, Ashley? I today I'm excited by the fact that I was able to do some yoga today. Like that, this like everybody has this assumption that we do yoga all the time because we're <laughs> yoga instructors. But this morning, it was just like, I need to do something that makes me happy in this moment. And 
when I was doing it, I was like, I have access to this all the time. And why don't I take advantage of that? Like I literally have access to this. <laughs> and so uh, in so many ways than more than one, you know, not for myself, but like the connections to the teachers. So that was just a reminder to me not to forget, you know, something that I already have that I should be really excited about because it brings me joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that feeling of like <clears throat> rediscovering something. I mean, not, not that it's been like, you know, months or whatever since you've practiced, I'm sure. But, but even like if, if I go a couple weeks without doing like much breath practices and then I'm like, Oh my God, breath of fire. Hello. This <laughs> yeah. is so good. So it's just nice to kind of ebb and flow and then pick back things and be like, Oh my gosh, wow, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So Triluna and what got me so excited when I first heard y'all speak <clears throat> was in this crowded as fuck wellness world there's a lot of, there's a lot of bullshit, right? And there's a lot of things that I would consider are unhelpful. Um, and the, what I felt off the bat from you guys is that you are approaching wellness and well-being from a really grounded, um, accessible way. And there's just so many things I can say about that, but, uh, but I would love to just hear like where the dream of Triluna first kind of began and how you decided to take this kind of like unorthodox approach? Well, the dream curated from both of us individually. We actually were building the same company at the same time and didn't even know it until we met each other, which was in uh, 2017 when we met each other. We um, were in our yoga teacher training. It was August. But before that, this is how the universe and everything aligns. We were on the same plane the night before we started our yoga teacher training. We had no idea, like no idea. And Liz and I just had this connection. We had, we both understood each other on a business level. And being in a wellness space, it's really hard to, a lot of people are really good at their craft, but the business part is not there. I mean, we're coming from I'm 10 years of sales and 10 years of marketing. At that time, I had already left my job to take on wellness full time. And Liz was on the verge of just breaking. And we actually met at a really good time because on that break, she needed someone to tell her that this was okay and that you are doing what you need to do. And I told her, you start outworking the work that you do, and she did. And during that time, we were just meeting, brainstorming, putting our minds together, collaborating, and still, we didn't know. And then Liz, what'd you do, Liz? What'd you do in that? Um, um, well, I accidentally quit my job, um, which I blame Ashley for. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she did help me. <laughs> slowly walk off the ledge though. Um, I had a meeting with, with one of my, with my boss, my direct boss, and it was just supposed to be kind of like a one-on-one -on -one check in. And she was like, what do you like about your job? And I just 
for I'm a terrible liar. If you ever see me lie, you'll know immediately that I'm lying. And I just remember being like, oh shit, like nothing. There is nothing about this job that I'm enjoying. Um, it And it wasn't like my boss or it was really just like the work I was doing was not fulfilling to me in any way. I'd been in marketing for almost a decade at that point. I had gone from one not great situation to another and I was miserable, so miserable. And I had a health coaching company on the side with my little sister, Rachel, called More Nutritious, M-O-O-R-E was our, was our last name. So that was our company. And I called her afterwards and I was like, oh shit, Rachel, I think I just quit my job. And I think that I'm gonna like do this. I'm gonna jump and I'm gonna do this health coaching full time. Do you wanna come with me? And she was kind of like, hell no, you are insane. There's no, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, she's definitely the, the more logically sound of the two of us. Um, and so she said no. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm doing this alone. I was a health coach. I had my yoga teacher training at that point. Ashley and I were friends, but we weren't like doing business together. Um, and then Ashley started doing this cooking series and cooking is my passion. And so I reached out to her and I was like, I want to do one. And she was like, okay, fine, I guess. <laughs> on my platform, weirdo. Um, and so we did one together and realized pretty quickly that we under, we spoke the same language when it came to business and how to get things done and we're both like big picture dreamers. We don't like to like practice beforehand. We just like to do things, get it done, move on. And so we pretty quickly fell into a friendship business love. And I started a program at the EC and knew she was building something similar. And so I said, Hey, do you want to be my, my wife, my business partner, wife, <laughs> called her husband? And he said, sure, go for it. And she still hadn't bought me a ring. I'm still waiting on it. We're only two years in. We don't have to working on it. More of an elopement, really. Yes. It's coming. But, um, we knew we knew that we had the same vision and we wanted to create a safe space for realistic, sustainable wellness that was enjoyable and didn't just like suck the soul right out of your body every time you thought about doing it. Um, and we didn't see ourselves represented. And so we were like, let's create it. Let's create the space we can't find. Yeah. And here we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and one of the things that is unique about what y'all do is you sort of, there's different angles that you approach the work from, like with the corporate offerings that you have. And like, I remember you talking about that day of like beyond like a water challenge or like a, you know, like I can't even remember what it was that my husband was telling me. MNPS had something that was just, whether it was through their health insurance, uh, wellness thing or what, but some kind of bullshit weight loss thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so like, that's very prevalent. Y'all wanted to offer corporate wellness from a different angle that is more, more meaningful, more sustainable. Um, but then there's also the community events and all of this other cool stuff y'all are doing. So there's so many possibilities. How did you land on like, here are our sweet spots? Well, I think that we are still figuring that out. Um, we, we, we examined very closely. In the beginning, it was like what we wanted to do, what we thought was going to work for the business, obviously. And we wrote that out and we had to have hard conversations like what is working for us? Totally. Like what is making this business stay afloat? And we saw that from the corporate side, but the community side was bringing in a lot of the corporate opportunities. So now it's like, 
how, and we had all this curriculum and content created. And so we were like, let's start pulling some of the corporate stuff and performing that on the community side. And then it kind of trickles down because so, you know, we mentioned corporate and someone's like, oh, my job is looking for an activity to do. And then we started presenting it, uh, to a lot of event planning companies, the destination management companies. And we were just an added accessory to their sale, to their big clients and their Nashville experiences. And so it just kind of moved into corporate naturally. And, but it was this, we are community. We know that community is wellness and it's a big part of wellness. So we had to figure out how do we keep that afloat without having our, our ship to just sink completely. And that's when we curated the supper clubs because it was something that we could have those harder conversations, both in the community and corporate environments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with the supper clubs, which I went to, um, I think I maybe missed the first one. So I was at two of them in person and then have enjoyed uh, how y'all have creatively transitioned them online during this time. Just the combination of community and sharing food together and the panel discussions have just been really incredible. Um, and then obviously with what's happened over the past week and planning to have Supper Club IRL on Friday, fill, fill us in the listeners a little bit into kind of how that played out. Cause I think there's a lot of themes in there that we can jump off of. Absolutely. A part of our wellness is conversation and lived experiences. You can catch me and Liz on any panel and any day and say that you get to know people through their lived experiences. So we wanted to bring that to a table and we wanted to create a table for everyone. And so with everything that's going on in the world, you know, we are very intentional about diversity and inclusion. You came to our February uh, supper club. So we wanted to make sure that the hype of what was going on right now wasn't lost. And we also wanted to let people know there is a difference between being a, a true alley and then being performative. Um, this was something that was very passionate to Liz and I'm going to let her talk about it, but I'm going to say that it came from, she saw what a lot of people were contacting me about to do. And she felt like it was for, I mean, she, she would say even before I would tell her my opinion on it, I think they're doing this for their good. You know, so she was very quick to identify that when all of these requests was coming in, when everybody was, you know, making black people hot. And so she wanted to have a platform where people were educated because she is definitely the more resourceful one. And so Liz, I'll let you kind of talk about um, how the idea around that curated. Yeah, so in March of this year, uh, we had the, the shooting of Ahmad. That was March, right? Mm -hmm. And I had posted about it on my story and on my Instagram, you know, and I was, it was in my periphery, but it wasn't the primary focus for me at the time. And Ashley and I had a really hard conversation where she kind of sat me down and was like, look, you're not doing enough. You, you need to pay attention and you need to get real and you, 
your business partner is black. A lot of your friends are black and you need to care about this. You need to give more of a shit. You're not doing enough. And that hit me so hard. And I knew immediately in that moment, because I'd been doing some work already that I could react with fragility and get defensive, or I could sit down and I could do the work. And it, I went from like a casual activist to like an everyday obsessive activist. Um, I was, I like to say that I was activated in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that I didn't care about it before. It's just that I didn't care enough. Um, And so since then we have been doing a lot of work internally in our team. I have been doing a lot of work internally with myself, learning, researching, growing, donating, volunteering, anything that we can do to learn how to do better. And we wanted to take some of those learnings that we have accrued over the last few months and figure out how to give those to other people, how to take those lessons and translate them into a format that people could carry forward. Um, So we created this incredible supper club where everything was interactive. So it was small groups that would come in and then there was like an icebreaker. And then we moved into um, like where you're learning about different words in white supremacy, like the definition of white supremacy. What is white fragility? What are white tears? What is spiritual bypassing? Like all these things that white people do to black people to keep them disenfranchised. And so we moved from there to dinner. There were drinks involved and like highlighting BIPOC authors, writers, singers, songwriters, everything. I have to say that this was a very thought out, executed plan that took months to be able to do to make sure that everyone was safe. You know, that everyone, not only our white guests, but you know, those words so our Black guests can be familiar with these definitions when they're in these settings. You know, we, it was a lot of thinking and mapping and timing that went into all of this. A lot of logistics. Us, like an absolute metric shit ton of logistics. <laughs> like literally group A moves to station B with wow. one minute to spare between group B and C and like every, like, very, very, very finely tuned and specific to the partners that we had. Mm -hmm. And then we were about a week out from the actual event. And one of the partners called someone from our team and said, I found an outline that you guys left behind when we were working together. And I didn't realize how much you were going to be talking about allyship. And I don't want that content in my space. You can change the content or you can get out. Wow. And it was, I mean, I was not surprised, but shocked. Ashley was neither of those things. Um, But it was incredibly painful. And we had to tell our team, we had to call our chef who was also black and tell him, why we couldn't have that event anymore that he had worked so hard on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, oh, it was traumatizing for everybody. It was hard. It was really, really hard. Um, so we postponed the event. It was supposed to be 
in two days from now. And uh, right now we're, we're finalizing something with another partner who wants that kind of content in their space. Mm-hmm. So we've learned a lot. It's exposed some cracks in the soft underbelly of our own company that we still need to work through. Um, we still have work to do ourselves, but here we are. Here we are in this space. Yeah. And, and just the, the fact that this even happened and, and, and I get like, that it's unfortunately not a shock, right? Or not a, not a surprise um, given the state of affairs, but incredibly um, disappointing and just like highlights, if anyone was confused, like that's overtly racist to say, we don't want these topics associated with our name. Um, so that is still happening. And, and then you wrote this really eloquent response letter, um, kind of anonymously. Um, and I would love for you to share that. Yeah. So we, um, this was obviously something that I felt like the white people on our team needed to handle. And so I wrote a letter to the person who we're going to call Karen um, because I felt like what I could do in that moment was speak truth to the injustice and hope that it would create some sort of small change within Karen. Uh, It did not. She responded absolutely as we would expect with a ton of fragility uh, and defensiveness, but I will read what we sent her. So, This is on our blog if you want to read it or follow along, but um, it's called Dear Karen, a response. Karen, to say that we are disappointed in your decision not to support us is an understatement so drastic it borders on untruth. As a company, we are dedicated to righting wrongs and speaking truth to power and privilege in an effort to create a more level playing field and create access for those to whom access has traditionally been denied. The purpose of the Supper Club was to help those interested in true allyship learn how to be better allies. We put together programming designed to help open previously closed eyes to terminology that would help them identify inequality so they could work towards eradicating it. We had a small role-playing skit where our attendees could act out a scene where the attempted allyship was paper thin so they could go deeper and do more meaningful work. We had a lovely dinner planned and a gallery where we could highlight the hard work the IPOC have put into creating art, writing books, speaking their truth, and expressing themselves. And choosing not to be a partner in the supper club because we are talking about racial equality, you actively participate in the kind of systemic racism that got us here in the first place. As white women of privilege, access, and financial security, it is our duty to fight for those that do not have those things. It is our job to raise them up. It is our job to use our privilege and power to care for our community and the disenfranchised. I write this letter because I think it is important for you to acknowledge the hurt and the harm that you have caused. Today, Ashley and I were informed that we could not have our event because it is about Ashley's right to have the same rights as you and I and how we can teach others to fight for those rights. Today, Ashley will sit in this. Today, she will think about nothing else. Today, she is hurting our whole team is hurting. We are a small company that fights for equality and today we are heartbroken. 
Not only have we taken a financial loss as we reschedule or cancel our event, but we have taken an emotional loss as well. We never hid our content. We spoke openly and plainly with you about the content from the beginning. Today, you have let fear take control. You have hidden behind your privilege and it has caused grave harm. It is important that you know this. It is important that you share the burden of this. If you are interested in doing work to learn how to do to avoid harm like this in the future, we recommend you start with me and white supremacy by Layla F. Syed. It will help you begin your journey. We also understand that this letter will make you uncomfortable, even angry. We ask that you sit in that and explore it before responding. We ask that you consider your impact and your influence today and how it has affected others. If you have questions or want to have a conversation about this, I'm open to that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Ashley, is there anything you want to add? I mean, I always say Liz is very powerful with words. I mean, she that day it was i'm gonna say i'm gonna hurt i was hurting more for the young black females on our team mm -hmm. because yeah that personally was my niece's first time experiencing direct racism and for someone who works very closely with me. And I'm going to say that I'm happy that they were with me and they were able to see my reaction and they were able to see someone like Liz on the right side of the fence and the way that she responded and the people that you need to associate yourself with because people are really showing themselves in this. And if you believe in something, you have to stay committed to that. And I think a lot of times as black people, we have been silenced to just not say anything. Yeah, we're, we expected this and we move on, but I want them why well, get so emotional because I tell Liz, this is new for me too. I'm living in so much discomfort, not only from the pandemic, but in this newfound growth within myself as a black woman. And I, I have to speak up. I have to say these things and I have to be boisterous about these things because of them. And it was important for them to see that day that me and Liz, yeah, we were mad about it, but this is how you take action for it. And it doesn't have to be ugly. People will identify the ugliness on their own. And so again, I'm just grateful because this is a reflection of Liz hearing me. You know, Valerie, you too. I, I talk about you a lot. You, you guys are my friends and you heard me. And if she would have never heard me, she would have never responded to that, that beautiful letter. I was so proud to send that letter to all my black friends. And I did before it even got out. I sent that to all of them and they were just so proud of someone using their voice besides us, the right person using the voice. And 
I know that this makes Liz uncomfortable, but she knows that this is her calling. And I think that she's accepted that. And she has been such an influence to so many people and have helped them use her voice. She's uncomfortable. We talk about this every single day. But we're both getting into a point that we're accepting that and we just have to fight for what we believe in. If we would have not, first of all, changing the content was never. When we were, when we were told that we had to change the content, before I could even say no, Liz had it written out in the, in the text message, the content will not be changed. And it wasn't, it was never a question of that because Triluna, that goes against everything that we've ever said that we stand for. And so this is, I told, I told the team this morning, this is, yeah, it, it hurts, but this is what makes us stronger because we were able to identify some other things that helps, is going to help us grow as an organization internally. So I, um, I'm grateful. All I can say is I'm grateful for both of you because you heard me when I spoke. Yeah, thank you for all of that. Um... It's words, words are inadequate right now. And as I'm sure, like both of you from your different perspectives talking about this, like Liz, from the perspective of a white person like me of like, fuck, like, like you said, the activation, what you said of, of it, you cared before, but being activated. And now just like, I, this is, I am doing this because my soul needs me to do it. The world needs me to do it. People I love need me to do it. Um, and, and to feel like simultaneously, even if you're educating yourself, you're doing the work, but, and all of a sudden you're in a position of having to be a leader in that, even if you're not saying like, I'm a quote expert or whatever, like that comes with its own weight and challenges and, and just learning curve. And then Ashley, from your side of like, this is my life. This is what I've lived my entire life. And yet with everything blowing up the way that it has in the past few months, it's like you've never gotten a break in the past, but this is an extra layer of not getting a break in that it is at the forefront all the time. And so just really honoring that you're the, because of the integrity of both of you and what Triluna stands for, Triluna is, it's not just like, oh, well, you know, that's really complicated and it could lose us business. So we're just going to set that over here. Like we'll work, we'll care, we'll work about it on it at our individual level, but we're going to kind of keep that, you know, apart from the company, because this is a wellness company, whatever that means. Um, but that it's a commitment to being fully integrated humans and professionals and an organization that is truly in alignment with your, your values. So I don't even know what I'm saying exactly. It's just, that's, that's, um, some reflections and I just, you, you are leaders in the community of Nashville, but even, you know, even anyone who's listening to or paying attention to what you're doing, and that can be a lot of pressure, but I can't think of better humans for that job. Thank you. That, thank you a lot to us. And I, when we first um, were, were hearing from the partner that backed out, why, you know, she was like, I thought you guys were a wellness company. This isn't, you know, and it's like, 
we really believe fundamentally that you, an individual is only as healthy as their community. And right now our community is suffering and it's very, very sick. Um, and it, if you, I very rarely get emotional and I think I'm going to, um, but that day watching Ashley hurt was, it made me, I'm still mad about it. I'm so fucking mad about it. You know, it's like to, we, we had a, a panel uh, a few weeks ago for black men and mental health. And I, I think it was Eric, the counselor that said this. And if I, if it's wrong, you should just watch the whole thing so you can figure out who it was. But um, he said, racism rarely stands up in the light of an individual relationship. And I, in that moment, I wanted to like capture this, this bite of Ashley in this pain so she could actually feel, understand and comprehend the depth of her depravity. And instead she got to retreat into her tower of whiteness and defend herself and not have to deal with it. I'm still so incredibly mad about it. And I, if you have that close personal relationship and you see it up close and it becomes this living, breathing thing, you just can't not be activated. And for me to be well, Ashley must be well. She's my best friend. She's my business partner. She's my wife. Like she's all these things to me. And if she is not well, I am not well. And that is the power of community. And that is why we talk about racism as a wellness company. Amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah. And, and I imagine like probably most people listening to this uh, are already engaged in the work in some capacity, but if you're not like Liz said, me and white supremacy is a great place to start. And, and what you were just referring to is like, this is not about saving anyone. I mean, we can't stand by and be silent and be live within our integrity, most of us. But this is because, as I don't know who originally said this, but that my liberation is bound up in yours. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like when we talk about the earth, it's like a detached perspective is like, oh, well, I want to preserve like the resources of the earth so that I can use them more. Um, but it's like, no, the earth is me and I am you. And, and, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, we are one and we all have, because it's like my experience of racism. Yes, it impacts me because it harms me at the core but it is very different from someone who's been on the oppressed side of that. So it's all a lot of nuance in this. And there's a lot of like, a lot of opportunities to fuck it up and to be messy with it and to misstep and to be willing to, like you said, just take ownership of it instead of getting um, caught in our fragility and defensiveness is like half the freaking work. Yeah. So I, I feel like a part of my sort of calling or mission is to help people bridge the gap. I mean, similarly to you guys, help people bridge the gap between their sort of individual well-being um, in their own human life and body and the well-being of the wider world. And so thinking of that and like the, the huge undertaking that both of you are doing in your calling and in your work what are, I know you mentioned yoga earlier, but what are the, 
the practices or um, kind of just life philosophy that you individually draw on as a human so that you are fueled to do your work? Um, I have to, I mean, <laughs> we have to make ourselves, we have to make ourselves come back to a place of grounding. Like when our, when we're empty, we, we definitely know, and that can look in many different forms and at, at many different times. But I think one thing for me personally is, I mean, just my meditation, my prayer, I think when I'm, when I'm in a rhythm of that, I control, I can help control my outlook on how I'm going to approach the day or my like things like this morning, just an example, we had a meeting that I knew that wasn't going to be an easy meeting. And that was the reason why I had to do yoga. That was why I had to set that time away and just meditate on my words, but it helped me deliver what I was trying to say. Liz and I both, and she'll talk about this too, we love being outside. So any connection to nature, being outside. I was really big on reading uh, at the beginning of the year. I love to read a good drama book. They don't make any sense. But right now, I'm really into documentaries. I think I just told Liz this morning that it's a shame because Netflix now has all these wonderful black documentaries that I've never, ever seen. I'm finding out about all these wonderful people. So I'm really consumed into that right now. Uh, being around my friends and my family always brings me back to a place of grounding. And so right now, and I think those are my go-to, especially in this pandemic, because it shifts so regularly, my emotions, my feelings. So I would say just being in nature, being connected with my friends and family, you know, documentary binging. I'm overcooking. Let's just be honest. I don't want anything <laughs> else. Um, and just my prayer, my connection to God. I love it. I love it. And I'll just <clears throat> comment before we get to Liz. Yeah, it seems like you know, there's been like 14 phases so far of the <laughs> pandemic. So it's like, I'm with you. Like phase one, I had my Sahara Rose Ayurveda cookbook and I was like cooking all these fancy things. <clears throat> I spent mm -hmm. like a month, like hardcore on the guitar. And then now it's just back in its corner, mm -hmm. just like giving ourselves that permission to ebb and flow and know that just because we get really into something one week or one month, doesn't mean we have to stay into that thing permanently. Yep. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm excited though, to hear about these documentaries. And I know y'all, y'all killed it with the list that you gave me. So I'm just going to have to link all of those in the show notes. Are there a couple that you would like top of the top recommend for people of those? Go Liz. I was, are you want to go ahead? Top um, of the top. Well, uh, I really fundamentally believe that in order to do anti-racism work, you have to understand the history of racism. Mm -hmm. So the 1619 podcast is a really good place to start for that. Um, the Code Switch podcast is very eye-opening. Uh, definitely encourage listening to that one. Uh, my self-care practices right now are lacking if i'm being honest um i've done really well in this pandemic to like take care of myself and 
to work and enjoy my work. But then July hit. And if you know anything about Ayurveda, uh, I'm Pitta. For your listeners, I know you know, but I'm Pitta, which means I'm all fire. I'm all heat. And so when it's really hot outside, I just, I literally catch on fire and I'm all anger and heat and passion. And July is traditionally not a great month for me. I just like, even when I'm not stuck in the house, it's a, it's a really difficult month for me. Uh, it's so hot. We're in the middle of summer. There's no respite. Um, so my self-care practices have been waning. So I do things like take baths. I was going on a lot of walks. Walking and running is like really how I escape, how I like can tune in to my rhythms. Um, and it's a little hot to do that right now. So I've been trying to go on walks in the morning and read and relax. And I've just kind of honestly been giving myself permission this month to drink a little bit too much wine and watch a little bit too much TV and not beat myself up for that. Because I know as soon as fall hits, I'm going to be back outside. I'm going to be right back on it. I'm going to be reading. I'm like, I come to life in the fall, but there is just one month in the summer where I have to practice so much self-forgiveness. And, and, um, you know, I, I found my way into wellness by way of a pretty aggressive eating disorder that I'm, I'm recovering from and probably will be recovering from in some stage forever. Um, and so July is typically like bikini month. It's typically hot outside and I'm, you know, trying to, to manage all that. And this month with COVID, there has been some weight gain. And so I've been practicing a whole lot of, of um, looking at my recovery and trying to maintain that recovery and take care of myself and protect myself. And that is a, about as self-care as I can get right now. And therapy, of course, therapy forever. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think like, it's so funny how we just as humans will always find new and unique ways to compare ourselves to each other um, Mm -hmm. or to look for the ways in which we are deficient. Um, But yeah, I I actually, I've been through, you know, like I said, a number of phases so far in this and and right now, like early on, I was like, not at all motivated professionally. I was like, I'm going to keep seeing my clients and like, that's it. And now I'm like, I have 1200 goals that I'm working on simultaneously. And I'm like, you need to stop and watch Buffy. This is an (laughs) order and I won't do it. And I'm like, this is a problem. Like this is as much of a problem as if all I did was sit and watch Buffy. And and so I need a little bit of that medicine right now of like, you need to sit on the couch and watch TV. (laughs) Right. And I, I want to say this, what we all described and what we're all familiar with when we're talking about that was our most popular, you know, workshop and activity, which is the circle of life, because it like shifts, right? It, everything shifts from month to month. So when I was listening to you, Liz, and I was listening to you, Valerie, all I was thinking, I saw was the circle and the dots and the shift in that and thinking about even my shift. It's all it is, is you know, like you said, just allowing ourselves to forgive ourselves for whatever space it is right now. Yeah. And just knowing that it, it's dynamic. Because I'm the opposite of you. I got to find the motivation. Like, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I think we burned ourselves out a little bit in <laughs> July. I, the supper club was like kind of the final straw in in our ability to, to process anything this month. So we'll be back on it next <laughs> Oh, I bet. We'll be back. I mean, 
and we need to break because otherwise mm -hmm. like you know i can be sitting here in my productivity like lair and yet i'm spinning and spinning and not really doing a whole hell of a lot right so um it's just interesting but let's see before before our final question what can you tell the people um, both locally and otherwise about how to connect with you, anything that you're up to or have coming up that we need to know about. Well, everyone can always check out our website at trilunawellness.com or follow us on Instagram at triluna underscore wellness. Our next big event will be our in-person supper club. Um, it'll be their schedule for late August or September sometime. We're still working out the fine details around that, but the supper club that was postponed was only just postponed. <laughs> I couldn't talk. Did y'all hear that? Um, so I think just keep eyes on that. We are hoping that we are able to do this, you know, bigger and better. And what we mean by bigger and better is just, you know, maybe just um, COVID is gone hopefully. <laughs> and then if not, just making it just as special as we were planning on making this Friday. I think right now, like Liz said, it was a hard hit because it was so special. And we just need to take a step back so we can make it special again. So just uh, stay on the lookout for our supper clubs. Also, if your corporate jobs are looking for different things, different um, experiences. We provide those. We curate those online from curriculum to, you know, panels to cooking classes. We've done it all virtually now. And I'll make sure that you have, um, you can check that out uh, on our website as well. So. Yeah. And y'all just sent out a lovely new infographic around the stress and like taking companies, taking care of their people, super important, maybe now more than ever. Mm -hmm. So, and I would, well, um, before I add my piece, anything you want to add to that, Liz? No, that's it. I mean, we, we also just launched a diversity and inclusion training for corporate settings that includes us and includes some other SMEs or um, subject matter experts from around the Nashville area that we are huge fans of. It's technically a five week program, but it could also be five weeks. You could do just one of them. So it's um, a unique program and it's on our website. So you can find that there too. Awesome. Yeah, and I would just say for, for folks who are local to the Nashville area, do keep your eye out for the events because the every event that I've been to of y'all's is just phenomenal. Um, and even if you are not local, you can follow on Instagram. It's just good content, solid. <laughs> and also I know that I will be very much excited after all this COVID stuff for your next in-person retreat because I did not do the first one um or the mind body magic festival so next time those roll around like even if you're not local travel in for that shit because it's gonna be good and i will say i'm so glad you brought that up because i was like the mind body magic festival it will be in october we don't know what the logistics look like we have a big meeting on that in the upcoming weeks but something will take place i mean it's just a special special festival i mean we threw a festival on our first year of business and we want to do it again so Oh, and also if you have an entrepreneurship background or an interest in entrepreneurship, 
we did a panel for the 3686 festival here in Nashville that's all virtual. So it can now be accessed anywhere. I think that starts at the end of August, mm-hmm. 12 days long. Yeah. Wow. So, um, it's like 12 days of content. It's going to be really, really interesting. So that's your thing. Then that'd be a good one to check out also. Cool. I'm definitely excited to check that out. And, and I, I feel an affinity for this festival because my birthday is 3686. Oh, there you go. Mm, There's a little (laughs) synchronicity. Meant to be. Yeah. That's a, it's a really great festival. So not surprised your birthday with it. So whichever of you want to start first, whoever knows the answer to this question can begin. (laughs) What is the fucking point? Uh, The I think the fucking point is to level the playing field wherever possible and to leverage your privilege to make that more accessible. The fucking point of wellness in general is to live a longer life or a fuller life or whatever that looks like to its fullest potential but not to sacrifice your health and happiness in the process of the pursuit of wellness, which is actually fairly common. So the fucking point is take care of yourself, take care of the people you love and level the playing field. Mm. The fucking point is to make sure there's representation of everyone, especially people of, um, people of color right now. Um, I think there are just some amazing companies, artists, like just underrated talent in the black and brown community that is being overlooked because the same people are being put on the pedestals. And I just think that that is the fucking point. Mm. I also think that what's the fucking point? I think people, it's time for all of us to I get what did uh, what did you guys say to um, be uh, motivated? Not motivated. Activated. What was the word? Activated. Yeah. It's time for all of us to be activated and use our voice and use this growth uh, of uh, this discomfort that we're growing into and act on it. So that's the fucking point. Mm-hmm. That'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. And something you said, Liz reminded me too, that just with everything going on and everything that to me feels most timely and most important in what we talked about today, we didn't even get to any diet culture bullshit, but but suffice to say y'all are are not falling for it. And I so appreciate that about y'all and what you stand for. So, um, thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. I know people are going to get a lot out of listening to this and just have an even deeper appreciation and respect if they already know you for what y'all are doing. Thank well, I, I will say that um, coming off of everything that we have came off, you, I don't think that this was a mistake. I think actually you were the perfect person uh, to create a space for both of us to be vulnerable because Liz, she doesn't get upset often. Um, and her emotions... I kind of question them sometimes if she even has them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just so kidding. But I really think that I wouldn't even allow myself personally to feel comfortable. But 
you are a part of our us. You are a part of the Triluna community. So I thank you for creating this space for us just to be really vulnerable in this space today because that's what we were. So thank you. Well, hot damn. Welcome to the end of the episode club, my friend. It is truly an honor that you've chosen to spend your time with me. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, subscribe to my weekday morning show, Recharge. You can find show notes for this and other episodes at ValerieKMartin.com. And if we're not already connected on Instagram, find me there at ValKMartin, and that's K-A-Y spelled out. I love getting DMs from you guys about what you enjoy in the show, questions, and ideas for topics and interviews. If you want to bring a huge smile to my face, leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just go to bit.ly slash WTFP review, all one word. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking the big questions.